The dawn of my Cyrus arrives. The souls of the sacrificed let us rise. Captain, medium, keeper, hostess, director, manicure, hell for the pure. Previously on Escape This Podcast. Captain Green was not the only potential victim of the children of Mysaris. Mayor Khalil mentioned another, the Wilson's teenage daughter, Jamie. There seems to be uh, an occult store, or a spiritualism store. It's Jamie Wilson, a.k.a. Lucy. Oh my god, I'm Jamie Wilson! <laughs> I see if the door will open. That's probably a good idea. It's def- Quiet, demon girl. <laughs> awesome! Now we can summon the benevolent spirit! Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, she's pretty great. <laughs> so it's P2, L5. The plot thickens. Once Bill has explained a few things to you, Jamie, you insist that he shows you this mystical barrier around the town. Yeah, okay. Bill, you turn to Jamie to comment. And Jamie, you don't really respond because you have no idea what Bill is so worked up about. Something is messing with people's thoughts. People's, but not yours. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We're now on episode four of our Children of Mysaris arc, and it's getting creepier by the minute. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I playing such a creepy game? <laughs> And in this episode, our guest is Matt Lee. Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you going? Good. I'm scared. Uh, hopefully you don't get introduced as a character who is even scarier than the previous ones. Yeah, you who seem a bit on nice? edge. Oh, it's too creepy. We had someone uh, send us a message late at night saying, I was trying to listen to this episode and I couldn't because it was too scary. I don't think it was that scary. Uh, it's midnight scary. <laughs> Uh, so Matt, just before we get in, uh, you have obviously a lot of escape room experience. You own an escape room in Sydney. That's right. So I'm one of the uh, owners and the designer of the Enigma Room, uh, which is uh, located here in Sydney, Australia. Yes. Now we've done Enigma Room. It was yeah. One of the early ones that I did. Mm. It was very good. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what to say. It's not like I've got any criticisms or anything about it. It was really impressive, both of them. It's good to hear. Yes, yeah, we've done uh, both rooms. Uh, do you have a new room? Was there a sequel to Doctor Disaster coming out at some point? Uh, there isn't a sequel, but instead what we've done is that there's a mobile version of Doctor ah. Disaster. So Ooh. we've taken the room that we originally designed for uh, six people, or up to six people, and we've blown that up so that we can run games for up to just over 100 people now. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. I need to find my closest 99 people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I'll, um, I'll put more information about that in, in the middle of the show. I won't fill it all up in here, but that sounds like it could be very, That's amazing. very exciting. But without too much further build up, why don't we get straight into it? Okay. Danny, would you like us to, like to start us off with episode four? Absolutely. So, Bill, you're feeling rather lost. You're trapped in town. The children of Mysaris are planning something terrible. And everybody but you seems to have been struck with a sudden spell of apathy. Whatever can be done to fix this, it's all on you. The thing is, besides two strange fragments of a code you don't understand, you're running out of leads. You've already saved the only two people you knew were in trouble. Unless you know more than you think. That 
prophecy poem thing that you found in the passage under the mayor's office. It mentioned a captain, Captain Green, presumably. Then what came next? A medium. Well, Jamie Wilson was interested in spirits and the occult. A wannabe medium. That could count. In which case, you actually know exactly who's in danger next. So pull out your town map and tell me where you'd like to go. This beautiful beautiful paint diagram. So some of them still have the Shutterstock logo in the, <laughs> in the picture. Uh, so we've already been to the, obviously, episode one was in the mayor's office. Episode two, we head down to the yacht club and then we were in the spiritualism store in the shopping district. Next on our list was the keeper. Now, I can't imagine the keeper would be hanging out in the school or the church. Ah, the child keeper. The child keeper. The crypt keeper in the church, in the graveyard. That's That could be more fun. But I believe if, if I'm looking for a keeper, I'd be going to the zoo, right? That makes a lot of sense. So I think we need to head over to the zoo and find the zookeeper. The Peters Point Zoo is closing for the day, so you don't pass too many visitors on your way in. The ones you do are grinning from ear to ear, oblivious, of course, to the ominous events you've experienced today. The person manning the ticket booth doesn't even notice you, so you slip inside free of charge. Hold on. You're not invisible, he's just irresponsible. No, but why are you assuming that I would be so rude? I will pay full entry to this zoo. I will put down $22. Well, you know what? You are invisible. He still doesn't notice you. (laughs) Damn. For a zoo, there don't seem to be many keepers around. You wander from exhibit to exhibit, searching for the children of Mysaris' latest victim... Wondering which cage you're going to get locked in this time, because let's be honest, you're starting to understand these guys. Mm. You take a wide berth around the lions and tigers and bears, just to be safe. After a while of searching over all the various animal sounds that make up the background noise here, you hear something that doesn't quite fit. It sounds like someone knocking. It's very quiet, but you follow the sound. Anxiety mounts as you walk past a sign saying that gorillas are this way, Uh. but you're steered away from the primates and find yourself following the knocking to a walk-in enclosure. An enclosure where you can go in and actually walk amongst the animals. Can't be dangerous. No, they'll be like a quokka or a numbat. The children of Mysaris must have messed up this time. You push open a door and are greeted with the warm, lush view of an aviary. It's so utterly unscary. Starting under your feet is a circular path made of bricks that goes around the entire square space. It surrounds a large area of dense trees, and judging by the chirping, there are plenty of birds in them. Scattered at various points across the ground are feathers that have dropped off molting birds, and small buckets of fruit for the non-carnivorous ones to eat. Now, strewn up by the ceiling, from above the door you've just come through to the other side of the aviary, are two long wires. On the far right are some bits and pieces for maintenance. There are two bins and a rake and a shovel beside them. Sitting on the ground to your immediate left is a cooler. And hanging from the left wall is a dinosaur poster. Now in the centre of that left wall is a big pile of rocks, maybe for ground-dwelling birds to hide in. You walk in a bit to the left, and you realise that this left wall isn't just a wall. The path actually splits and leads to a door. There must be a second part to the exhibit, maybe for nocturnal animals. And there's a second door on this wall too, but you suspect it's just another entrance to the same area, you know, like a little circle detour. The knocking is definitely pretty loud by now, and you spot the culprit. 
In the top left corner of the aviary is a glassed off exhibit. And inside it is a person dressed in a zookeeper's uniform. Oh no! This is Zookeeper Matt. I seem to have fallen into an exhibit. <laughs> yeah, there's a door in the glass, but it's closed and you seem to be locked in. And I can't get out. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you begin to explain. Bill, you kind of get it already. Mysterious stranger interrogated you about some specific area of knowledge you have. Locked you in until Mysaris arrives. And Bill, you don't even need to check the door to the Avery to know it's been locked behind you. But I do. Fair enough. Just for a sense of thoroughness. That said, this doesn't seem too terrible. Assuming you'll be in here for like an hour, like with the other ones, you, this should be a pretty pleasant escape. Yeah, lovely birds. That's... Hopefully no creepy robotic parrots with knives in them. Mm, well, I mean, Matt, you beg to differ just a bit. You normally work with the marine animals, so this area isn't your specialty, but you know a little bit about what's in here. You bite your lip and point to the display sign in front of the glass exhibit you're trapped in. And Bill, you read it. To your surprise, this is an exhibit for turtles. Oh. Turtles? But this is the bird exhibit. Oh no. Then you remember the dinosaur poster. And with trepidation, you open one of the doors on the left wall and step inside what you thought was a nocturnal birds area. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. To your immediate right, there's another turtle exhibit, which you think is joined to the one outside. Okay. Against another wall are two exhibits filled with lizards. And against the other wall are three separate exhibits of... Um... You don't know, because these three glass display cases have their doors wide open. Oh no. There might be something in here with you besides cute fluffy birds. Oh. So this is a bit interesting in that our player two is totally locked up. Yes. But you can clearly communicate just fine. I, I lean back out and I say, do you know do you know what was in these three open cases? No. You're usually the mar- in the marine department, so yeah. it's Yeah, I can tell you that they didn't have scales and they weren't fish. Oh <laughs> well I hope they didn't have scales, because I'm not looking forward to pythons. These are zoo exhibits, so they usually come with little... Oh, that's true. I'm going to find out what these things are. Don't move. (laughs) Don't leave your special protected cell. No problems. It's not like I'm going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) Stay with your nice turtles. (laughs) Are there turtles in there? Yeah, there are a couple of turtles. Ah, cool. They're nice. Yep. Don't step on the turtles. (laughs) But if you get hungry... I've got options. (laughs) Um, so are there, are there labels on these three empty glass containers? Sure, which would you like to look in first? Left, middle, or right? Left. Well, nothing's in here, obviously, and you read the information placard, and what's usually in here is an American copperhead snake. It's small, it's timid, venomous, but not too venomous. The scariest thing about this snake is that it's excellent at camouflage, particularly in areas with lots of trees and leaves. Oh, okay, so I have an invisible snake... I'll put in brackets, predator. Did I say no scales? I, I, I may have been wrong on that. <laughs> or I couldn't see it, perhaps. <laughs> well, don't, don't give me expert advice when you've got well, no to idea. to be fair, he normally works with dolphins, which are just fish, but without the scales. Oh, that's true. Uh, oh, you're right. What's in the middle? You read the information there, and this is normally where an indigo snake lives. Non-venomous, but apparently the one that lives here is a record breaker for being the longest indigo snake in the world, over four meters long. Okay, so we've got a big snake, an invisible snake, and what's in the what's in the third one? What are you expecting? Oh, well, we've already got a big snake, so probably not a boa constrictor. I'm going to say a very, very venomous taipan. So you read the exhibit on the rights information thing, and 
It gives you a bit of an uncomfortable feeling. The Indominus Rex. <laughs> it belongs to a black mamba, oh. which is possibly the fastest, most aggressive snake in the world and extremely venomous. And very violent too. Oh yeah. They're not those sort of snakes that you can just be like, stand still, it'll go past. It'll just kill you. I'm actually feeling pretty good in this turtle. Yeah, you can you, look, if I get the key, I might just lock myself in there with you. Sure, there's plenty of room. (laughs) Now, hold on. The turtle exhibits were connected, weren't they? Yeah. Can you crawl through to this second turtle exhibit? Sure. So, looking at this outdoor part of the turtle exhibit that Matt is stuck in, thankfully with some benevolent turtles, (laughs) the glass door to the outside one should require just a key to unlock, but Bill, when you examine the lock from the outside, it looks like it's jammed. Children of Mysaurus, maybe, or just bad luck. So you'll have to unlock it from the inside somehow. Looking at the indoor part of the exhibit, not too much to note about the exhibit itself, just where the turtles get to hang when they don't want to be in the sun. There is an opening like a doggy door leading to the outside area, but it appears to be closed, and either way, probably a bit small for Matt to crawl through. You also see a switch in there, possibly a light switch, annoyingly placed on the wall inside the indoor turtle exhibit. Ah, and I'm currently in the outdoor part? Yes, you're in the outdoor bit. Pleasantly warm, not too warm, and there's water in case it does get too warm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What do you think we should do? Well, there's a switch which I can't seem to reach, um, which is in the other part of the exhibit as well. Is there anything in else in my area of the exhibit? Unfortunately, you ju- you just get to give advice and play with turtles at this stage. All right, so I guess I'll have to leave it up to you. I'm going to start training a turtle to activate the switch. Yeah. So if we're not done in the next few years, I reckon we should be able to get there. Perfect. <laughs> now, I'm, I, I figure they'll probably be back in just over an hour. So... <laughs> <laughs> So it might not help, but we'll find out. All right, learn quickly, Turtles. Learn quickly. Yeah, by all means, always offer your own suggestions because your voice is the most powerful tool you have. <laughs> okay. So what, do you, what should I look at? What do you think? All right, so we have three snakes which are missing, one of them being camouflaged with trees and other foliage. So let's not go to the tree <laughs> Don't just touch area. stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, perhaps we should, uh, look at some of the other items which are in the original mm. area. So yeah, sure. What should I look at? The cooler, which was next to the door. Mm. Okay. I, uh, I open the cooler. Well, you can tell by lifting it that there's something inside. Annoyingly, there's a three digit combination lock keeping it shut. Matt, you have no idea what's inside or what the combination is. Again, normally a marine animal person. I really needed to read that introductory manual a little bit better. <laughs> Okay, um, so that's locked. Let's have a closer look at the bins on the further side. Yeah, okay. Oh, the- up, up. I go and look at the bins. There are two bins over on the right. Both appear to be full of leaf litter to scatter across the ground, you suppose? Oh, I'd be very careful there's not a snake inside. <laughs> I do not reach in. The bins were closed. Oh, okay, then I reach in. Judging by the smell, one of the bins is fresh leaf litter and the other kind of old and in need of disposal. I reach into the old, disgusting leaf compost. Oh, yeah, of course, there'd be nothing in the cleaner one. You've got to search through the gross one. Right near the bottom, you find a very dirty, very big ring of keys. Ooh! Lots of keys. Looks like a hundred or more keys. Each one has a tiny, different coloured sticker on the end, presumably for identification. 
but Matt, this isn't your area, so you don't know which sticker represents which cage, and there are so many, it's going to take too long to try them all at random. But Matt, you do know that zookeepers usually have a list lying around somewhere that helps you decode this sort of thing. So we're looking for a key list. Yes. What next? I am your hands. Guide me, Matt. (laughs) Okay, so while we're in this particular area, the next thing that I guess you could have a look at is that big pile of rocks. Okay, yeah, I go check out the pile of rocks. Actually, before I leave the bins, anything interesting about the rake and shovel? Uh, Pretty typical rake. Plastic spikes at the end, pretty sharp, so it looks kind of new. The shovel, not so much. It's hugely long, rusty metal. Must have scooped up quite a bit of grossness in its time. Um, by your reckoning, which would be a better snake fighting device? <laughs> How <laughs> thick is this glass exhibit? Can you break Oh yeah, out? can I shovel him through the glass or is it pretty... I mean, it's meant to be able to separate small horrible children from poor benevolent animals. That is true. That'd be pretty thick. I've used the and word benevolent they do have twice now. sharp teeth like a rake, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, they've thought of everything. All right. You were saying we should check out these rocks? Uh, sh- sure. I, unless you... did nah, you let's have check a, them out. Did you have a look at those fresh leaves as well? Oh, no, I didn't. Is there anything in the fresh leaf container? No, the fresh leaf container is just nice clean leaves. I, leaves. I empty it out. Oh, that's rude. And I... Maybe. And I put the... the you find no snake. And I hold the bin as an extra defense against snakes. A known tool. Excellent. I clang it with my shovel. Okay. Keep all the snakes away. Say, hey, there's a big metal bin man here. Then over to the rocks. (laughs) Yeah, over to the rocks. (laughs) All right. Clanging your way over to the rocks on the left. They're very large, very difficult to move, and they conceal a great deal of dark, shadowy nooks and crannies. You keep banging away. You're not going to stick your hand in any of those places. Good thing, too, because you see a flicker of movement from one of the shadows. And you find yourself eye to beady eye with a jet black snake. Okay, so there's a rock snake and I'm dead. It was nice It was nice being on this show. Uh, you'll have to continue on my... Qu- I, I yell out, find the other sacrifices and then die from snake shock. <laughs> I guess uh, I'll keep... I better keep training those turtles. Rock snake. Okay. Um, I back away. All right. Which snake do you think you found? Black mamba. It was black. What about, okay, I'm, I'm backing away from these rocks. Yep, good idea. But we are next to this dinosaur poster. Okay. Which might say, so, what does it say? Well, this poster isn't so much talking about combinations as it is about the fact that birds evolved from dinosaurs and showing similarities and differences between birds and reptiles. Some notable similarities mentioned are mimicry, like birds copy sounds they hear a lot from other birds to human speech to inanimate objects. And many reptiles imitate the appearance of other reptiles or even inanimate objects. And the fact that both groups are... Is my, is my rake a snake? Your rake is not a snake. <laughs> okay, okay, good. But you really should be more responsible before you go picking up rakes. Could have been a snake, pretending to be a rake. Okay, sorry, continue on. You've also got a similarity in that both groups tend to be very fearful of humans and human-related things. In fact, many of them react with terror to a sound even remotely like a gunshot, say. Like me whacking a bin with a <laughs> shovel. Oh, and uh, omnivorous species of both reptiles and birds tend to love fruit. Though, interestingly, their nutritional needs are so different, they like really different fruits. So, yeah, it's just a big interesting poster about how you got such similar creatures that tend to hate each other in nature, but have so many close bonds. It's really an allegory we can all learn from. Mm. Well, it mentioned fruit, and there's a bunch of fruit. Hmm. Shall we check out some fruit? That's a good idea. Fruit it is. These buckets are full of chopped up banana, nectar and apple, strawberry. 
And if it weren't sitting on the ground at a zoo, you might take some for yourself. As oh, it you is, don't know me. I take a bite. <laughs> Did you it's... check it's a snake I first? Take... Oh, wait, oh. <laughs> is, that, is that nectar and a snake? <laughs> a really tightly coiled <laughs> snake? You take a bite and it's a bit old, but it's not too bad. Leathery, you're, like you're, a snake. Well, you're kind of surprised the birds haven't been going for it because all of these fruit buckets seem to be quite full. Ah, now if this is fruit that birds don't like, it could be fruit that snakes do like. True. If they like fruit but different types. That said, remember that it was talking about omnivorous ones. Oh, yeah, snakes, snakes aren't very omnivorous. Yeah. Mm. Maybe the lizards might like fruit. Oh, yeah. Or the turtles. Turtles like fruit. That's true. So I wonder why the birds aren't eating the fruit if it's lying around. I just hope it... Well, you did take a bite out of it, so yeah, I'm hoping that it's not poisoned. If I die, <laughs> you'll have to... I'll, uh, if I, die, I say, you'll have to find the other sacrifices, and I take a bite of the fruit and I die of fruit shock. You turn into Snow White. <laughs> okay, have we solved it? <laughs> um, <laughs> We're making good progress. There's also feathers on the ground. Mm. Yeah, dozens of them, hundreds, just littering the place. Lots of tiny white ones, tiny coloured feathers. They look like they've fallen off naturally, rather than through any sort of bird-snake fight. Okay, I, I take them. Okay, you have pockets full of feathers. Okay, what are we doing now? You still have a lot of stuff that you can look at. Even stuff that you may not think that you should look at. Like trees? Oh, well, that wasn't what I was thinking. I thought that would be a given, but things that might seem... Just like innocuous parts of a room. Like the lizards? Really? You didn't think that was an interesting part oh, of the fine. room? Like the floor? Well, that's, sort of, that's more like it. What does like the floor it. look like? All right. so you... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thing for the path. Okay. Well, I look at the path. Most of the path on the ground is unremarkable, but every so often there's a special brick among the normal ones with mm. writing on them, like special sponsored bricks given to people who make big donations. Most of them just have a person's name on it, maybe a company or another organization. There's one that stands out to you, though. Some parents must have bought it with their child, because along with three names, it has in quotation marks, I love pink. I love geckos. Pink gets geckos. Ooh. All right. There's still one more innocuous thing that sometimes is worth checking. The, the door out. So as you expected, the door is locked with a simple key lock. It's openable from either side and mm-hmm. obviously lockable from either side, which is how you got in this mess. Now, Matt, you actually have a key to this door in your pocket. Oh. But it's not doing anyone much good while you're trapped in here. And I'm assuming this door to this outside area is jammed shut. There's no gap I can slip the key out from not or so throw much. it over. No, it's got, you know, just enough holes in the top for air to come through, but not for a key. Now, Besides, a... you don't exactly want to just lob the key out and let him go. That's true. Now, there's this classic uh, physics experiment that says that you know <laughs> that shows that all atoms are mostly um, empty space by firing gold particles at aluminium foil or something, and they should at a cer- on certain points go through. If you just start throwing the key at the glass, mm. uh, statistically, the eventually, <laughs> surely it will go through, right? That's how science works. I thought you were leading with um, a different physics experiment that if you cover up the enclosure, then I'm like... Then you're, uh, you could be living or dead. That's right. I, you, I, there may be a key in here with me, or maybe it doesn't exist at all. You mm, don't know that. That's true. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> so I have a key. Uh, all right. That's all the <laughs> innocuous stuff that you may have missed. Is there anything about the long wires, which is uh, stretched across the room? 
Oh yeah, the wires. These two long wires are hanging above the trees, strung across the entire length of the aviary. Not too huge, but you know. You can't see much past the leaves, but one end of the right wire is completely exposed to your view, and it appears to be suspended up there by a magnet rather than a regular knot. Also, there's something hanging off this right wire. A tiny plastic chest. Ooh. Tiny may be overstating it a bit. It's small. Can I reach that with the rake and rake and pull it down? The rake, There's only magnet suspended. The rake is, like, it's there, but the magnet is a bit strong. Okay, so I could, like, hook it, but I can't pull it. Yeah, let's say that. Okay. Is the spade magnetic? It is. Will it attach to the spade and mm-hmm. and rather than the wall? You give it a go, you hold up the shovel, metal end, getting close to the magnet, and the it does react. It, the magnet gets pulled away from the wire. So your nice. shovel must have been just more attractive than whatever was holding it there. Nice work. The wire, with nothing holding it in place, drops to the ground at this end and falls limp. And the chest that was hanging over it clatters to the ground as well. And then hisses and scurries away. No, but behind you, the other wire jiggles slightly, though it doesn't fall. Oh, Jiggles. It just yeah moves a bit. Is that? It's I a snake. Poke... Yeah. How would this wire be about four meters long? It might be. That's <laughs> 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 all right. The one that you knocked down was a wire. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do to the snake? Well, remember this is just the indigo snake. Oh, it's pretty chill. Yeah. I'm scared. What do I do? I think we just leave the snake alone if the <laughs> snake is just making like a wire and hanging about. Um, yeah, I praise this. I say, oh, wow, what a what a wire. Oh, sure, sad there are no big long snakes to see this really great wire. Make it feel good about itself. All right. It calms down. It stops, <laughs> it stops wiggling. Flattery um, really will get you everywhere. Yeah. Well, we have a plastic chest now. Shall we open said chest? Is the chest Is secure? it openable? Yeah, it opens without issue, and inside there's a long, thick glove. It looks like it's meant for falconry, so sturdy enough that even really sharp claws can't get through it. Possibly even handling dangerous reptiles. Ooh, yeah, am I going to try and grab a black mamba <laughs> out of some rocks with her? <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. I put it on. Understood. Is it a left or a right glove? Both. Whatever you choose. Oh, that's nice. I wear it on both hands. I slide them... Both in the middle. I mean, you can do that. Together. Elbows touching, wristsh touching. Are you planning to dive what's, into yeah, the pile of rocks head first? <laughs> yeah, uh, what's your plan next? Because you may need your hands for it. Uh, next plan, next step is become a fashion icon with my double glove. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it on my hand and mm-hmm. I move on. I, do you think that's enough to grab a black mamba? I would... Let's have a look and see what else is lying <laughs> yeah, around first, just in case. Oh, sorry, no, I was excited by Pink is for Geckos. Oh, yes. We have a ring of keys, right? Yes. That Was that marked, was one of the keys marked with just pink? Yeah, like, one of them is a nice fluoro pink. Well, then we can get Geckos. We haven't checked out those lizard containers that might have Geckos in them. Yeah, you All haven't right. even looked. Let's go back to the, let's go and have a look at the other room. What is it? What's, what are the lizards? There are two lizard cages. Yeah, so on the left, oh, it's really cute. It's full of brightly coloured, friendly looking geckos. You oh. stick your nose right up against the glass and a whole bunch of them bound up to you and do that cute mouth open thing. Oh, what cute little geckos. 
I shall destroy them. <laughs> now, the lizard exhibit to the right, the guys in this case look a bit scarier. Their skin is glistening, almost oozing, like some sticky poison is being exuded from their pores. And according to its information card, these ones eat other reptiles <gasps> and are experts at seeing through camouflage. <gasps> Luckily, they're all resting on a big heated rock at the moment. They're pretty chill. Okay. I show them all of the things I have to see if they think any of them are snakes. They don't even seem to notice okay. you. I'm snake free. This is good. Excellent. Um, How are the enclosures secured? All of them, just a simple key lock. All right. So should we use the pink key on the Yeah, I shout out, I'm opening the geckos. And then I open the geckos. Using a pink key. Mm -hmm. The geckos are beaming at you and their little mouths are open in the biggest lizardy smiles. Does one of them have a key in its mouth? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You open the door and the geckos start clambering out of the exhibit. They cross the floor and they go out the door to the aviary. You follow them and you find them heading towards the buckets of fruit. Oh, they're fruit geckos. They swarm every nectar and apple and strawberry they can find and devour them. When they finish, they give a contented little lizard dance and then they slowly <laughs> crawl back into their exhibit. Uh, so what's the fruit situation look like now? Well, now not as much of the fruit is left and they, they got rid of all of the apples, all the nectarines, all the ones that they like. They demolished ah, it. Oh, cool. So there are some left. Some different pieces Different of fruit. types of fruit. Yes. What types of fruit are left? I don't remember. Banana. Just generic fruits. Some that weren't apples or nectarines. Yes. Okay, so this felt important because geckos have eaten a certain type of fruit, but I don't know where that's going to get me. And is there anything inside the gecko enclosure of any significance? No, you don't see anything. Okay. Um, so we unlocked geckos but that and they ate some fruit. So we now know what fruit geckos like to eat. Was any were any of the geckos not eating that fruit? Was there one <laughs> rogue snake-like gecko? Not that eating? you noticed. They seem to be all nice geckos. <laughs> so, geckos done. I'm I'm a little. I don't know what to do next. No. Um... Let's say you haven't. Obviously, you've been a bit too scared to look at the trees. That's true. Closely. We haven't looked at the trees. Let's go and look around the trees. Okay. And there are some birds. Oh yeah. As well, so the trees themselves first. They're not amazingly tall, but the trees are plentiful. They smell like the bush. The leaves are thick enough that it's difficult to see many birds, though on one of the lower branches you spot a single nest, and it looks like it has a scrap of paper in it. Can I reach that nest? With my magic rake? You reach your hand out to grab the shred of paper, but out of nowhere a screeching fills your ears and white wings bat at your face. Ah. The owner of the nest is not happy with you, so you have no choice but to back away. Ugh. While this is happening, you sort of look around for this bird and you see where it flies off to. You see a few of the birds now. They're sitting high up in the trees. It's not easy to spot them, but you do catch some glimpses of things like parrots, cockatoos, lorikeets, all very Australian. And they do look like they're looking down with interest at the fruit buckets. Okay, but they're not going for it yet. No, I mean, we've had experience ourselves. Maybe it's just that birds don't like eating things off the ground that much. Oh, so they're very, very civilized birds. Should we do we have any plates, maybe cutlery, <laughs> napkins, a tablecloth? What if I hold some fruit for the birds? What if I put it out on and I hold it with my falconer's hand so they can land on it? Well, the birds don't know you and you're not dressed anything like a zookeeper. Oh. So while they still they do look interested, they don't really want to take the fruit by hand. 
Matt, you've heard that a lot of aviaries hang up their fruit by long nails and things to let the birds fly up and perch there to do as they please. Uh, but you don't see any <gasps> nails or anything. I got a sharp rake. Yes. Can you prop the rake up on the tree and then hook the fruit on the rake? Well, okay, let's hook the fruit to the rake. Yep. Can I just hold it up? Oh, yeah. Now that you've just got fruit that birds like, because the geckos have eaten all the bird unfriendly bit, you hold the rake up in the air and you practically get swarmed. (laughs) Hey, it's your host and poor puzzle solver, Bill. Just jumping in to do some quick housekeeping before I get back to the zookeeping. As we mentioned in the introduction to this episode, Matt is the co-owner of the Enigma Room in Sydney. This was actually the first escape room I ever went to, and if you're ever in Sydney or if you live here, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I've placed a link to their website in the show notes, but it's not a hard one to figure out. It's enigmaroom.com.au. And when you go, tell them we sent you. Matt and his team have also created a mobile version of one of their rooms with a player cap of 108 people. So if you're organising an event for a conference or just have 107 puzzle-loving friends, I've placed a link to their large events page in the show notes as well. I'm also using this space to talk about some other indie podcasts you might be interested in checking out, and today I'm going to give a recommendation for No One Can Know About This, a Let's Play documentary comedy series in which two guys play through every Final Fantasy game. They've already finished the first game, and you can listen to that well-crafted, highly edited, hilarious, gruelling journey in full right now. I've placed a link to their show below, and it's definitely worth checking out. When I heard the concept of a video game Let's Play podcast, I was sceptical, but Ryan and Jeff pull it off in the best possible fashion. That is, no one can know about this. Go and listen. Also, just a reminder that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or get in touch with us at escapethispod at gmail.com. Finally, this podcast is currently entered into the Australian Podcasting Awards, which includes a popular vote section. The link is in the show notes, but the first round of voting ends on the 31st of March. So, if you have voted already, we love you. If you haven't voted yet, there's no time to spare. Follow the link and make sure everybody knows that this podcast has real supportive fans. Okay, now, back to the puzzles. Cockatoos are coming at you from all directions. You're getting so dazed by all the wings beating around you that you drop the rake. And the birds now land enthusiastically beside it to start picking off the fruit bits. Oh. I grabbed the note. Because the birds are eating fruit. Yeah, birds are safely distracted, so now nothing prevents you from reaching into the nest and grabbing the piece of paper. It's only a shred ripped from a larger document, but there are two lines that you can read fully. Turtles, int, orange key. Lizards, has, black key. Int. Mm. Oh, interior. I-N-T like interior. And what key was that? Orange? Orange. Orange key. Lizards. Hazardous lizards, maybe? Yeah. Because the they seem hazardous. poison lizards, perhaps. Does the orange key open the enclosure that Matt is in? Uh, it does not, because it said int. Ah, of course. Interior. So, Sorry, ext. <laughs> so I need to get the orange key in... Side or it open. might it'll open the interior section, oh. but you just can't get to the interior section. That's yet. right. Yep. Um, I open the interior section using the orange key. Sure, the door to the interior turtles opens, and it's large enough you could step into the enclosure if you wanted. I step into the enclosure. Okay. 
Now, there's a switch there, isn't there? Oh, yes, there is a switch there. Mm. I switch it. Well, it mustn't be a light switch. I place in Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) Because no lights turn on or off. But something does change in the nasty-looking lizards exhibit. The lizards have leapt off their heated rock and they're running around in distress. Oh. You may have turned off their heating. Oh, no. I turned... Oh, maybe I want them distressed. No, I turned it back on for the moment. All right, they calm down again. They go back to sleep on their rock. Okay. So we also have a key. Oh, hang on. There is a doggy door, so you can pass things to me and vice versa as well. Yeah, we could, I suppose. Do we have anything that needs passing? I don't know. I was just like, if I... You have a look at this doggy door and it seems to be locked. Oh. Oh, locky door. Mm. That's not a good I mean, thing, so. otherwise, you could just try to persuade Matt to give you the key to the aviary. <laughs> and then leave without <laughs> it. That's true. Okay. Um... Oh, poor turtles. They're stuck outside. Oh, yeah. The, the, well, turtles. Maybe... <laughs> the turtles. That's 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 cool. Maybe that's what you were doing at the time when the children of Mysaris accosted you. <laughs> you were getting their exhibit ready for the night. In the wrong section. I somehow stumbled into the into the reptile park. Well, instead you're of the not fish familiar. Area. I'm the staff. Yeah. This will be my exactly. first day. Yeah. No, I mean, you There's usually... a dome around the town. People probably can't get in to work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. true. Exactly. Someone called out sick at just the wrong moment. Ugh. Wow, we're really badly short staff. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's Peter's point. There are probably like two zookeepers. <laughs> I'm surprised there's a zoo in this town. Okay, so we have access to uh, this internal area, which allows you to turn off the heating to the potentially venomous lizards. Mm. And you also have a key to access the venomous, the venomous lizards. lizards. Now, I'm thinking I probably want to open it when they're, when they're relaxed, right? Because I don't want to get swarmed by venomous lizards. That's a good idea. Yeah. So let's start with that. Okay, I'm opening the lizard cage. Using the black key. I don't know why that's my accent when I shout. Like, oh yeah, oh, I'm having a really good day. Sorry, just let me get his attention. Excuse me, what are you doing over there? Like... <laughs> 20s movie voice. <laughs> uh, so I'm opening the lizard You cage. open the mean looking lizards exhibit with your black key. The heated rock is on. Yep. They don't react to your presence, these lizards. They're happy lying where they are. I think i got to annoy these lizards. Okay, let's... See what happens. I'm going to leave the door open, do you think? Leave that door open. I'll and then I'm going to go and close the... Hide yourself in the indoor in. turtle one. That's right. Oh, that's a good idea. That's, no. Okay, I'm going to do you've it. you've got the key for that. I get into the turtle interior. I close the door behind me as my <laughs> lizard shield. Give me a countdown and on, on one, I'll, I'll, I'll flick it and we'll see that let the lizards run loose. All right, ready for it? Ready for it. One. Ah, ah flick it, flick it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Oh, no. These lizards are not happy that their heat is gone. They jump out of the enclosure and they wriggle out the door searching for something. More heat, food. They all seem to be heading for one particular tree. You go out of your exhibit because you got to see this. Sure. Well, you just tell me. You can see it. You yeah. tell me what's Okay. Going all on, right. Matt. You relay what you can see, Matt. You watch them as they close in on one particular spot on a tree and suddenly you can see it. There's a snake in there. It's amazingly camouflaged into the bark and the leaves, but these lizards have located it and are attacking it. Maybe while distracted, you could do something. You could grab the snake and throw it back in its enclosure. Who knows? But, oh, no, something else is happening now. There's a bit more chaos. The birds have spotted the lizards climbing into their tree and are now swooping down (laughs) to attack them. Oh. They didn't attack the snake because they couldn't see it, but, you know, these guys look like just enemies. Mm, I've started a race war. Yeah, right. so, this is not good. So the poison lizards just flee. 
but for some reason they don't hide. They start climbing up the walls and they actually climb up until they now sit on top of the, what you now know is an indigo snake. Oh no. Maybe the snake just warms up faster than other stuff and so that's their new source of heat that they've chosen to sit on oh no so we have a bunch of lizards which are making like birds yeah, need... sitting on the wire except the wire isn't they're not no, the, birds the lizards are, lizards are on the snake aren't yes. they yes yeah there are lizards snake sitting wire on a snake covered in lizards they only like to eat birds. copperheads apparently the indigo snake they don't oh. mind or maybe they don't notice it's a snake uh, Matt is it safe to come out well is the indigo snake wiggling about is it agitated it doesn't seem to care too much. It's pretty chill. It's like a massage. For it's a not scared oh. of lizards. It's only scared of man. It's like a forehand <laughs> massage, except it's like one million, <laughs> one million paw massage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Um, all right. So then I, I'll come out. I'll, I'll, I first, I'll check their enclosure. Right. It's got to be something sneaky in there now. Perhaps. Now that there are no lizards. Yeah, it's just a big cold rock. I take it. No, you don't. It's stuck in there. I'll put it's it in the bin. cold rock. Do you need to warm up anything? Maybe sit on and it for a while. And it's electronic as well. Yeah. Is, is it currently winter? Do you need to, you know, just... Yeah, just... maybe it's cold. In fact, you could put your glove over the rock and then warm up the interior of the Ooh, glove and there'll be a nice warm take glove. Take it with me. Mm. Perfect. Cozy. I do that. I waste some minutes. Sure. Um, and then I get back out. So where are we at now? What's, what's going on? So we have an agitated, previously camouflaged snake, which is being... Oh, which got... Dead. Is that dead, that copperhead? No, they didn't. It, it's still there and it's still kind of angry looking. Can I grab you it? You can see it now. Um, it's not unvenomous, so got my not Falcon the best hands. idea. Okay, no, snake, I leave it alone. Snakes are a bit too smart for that. Okay. If you grab them with a gloved hand, they're just going to reach over and grab your face. Okay. <laughs> I don't grab the snake. <laughs> okay, what else is going on? The birds have now calmed down. Now the lizards are not in their trees. Is there anything about the specific tree that this snake was on that we can have a look at um it's in sort of a little dented area of the tree so it's found almost like a squirrel hole to sit in okay so we have three snakes which were found one of them a little bit angry another one in the rocks which will probably get angry angry. yep angry snake and another chill yeah one of them that's really not angry you just now have lizards on it that maybe you need to get down because you're just causing chaos in here. People are going to come to work tomorrow and just find dead everything. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a cover story. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. A gorilla got loose. You saw Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> even if we do get the snakes, we don't know what to do with them. Um, yes. With the other thing that we have is the three-digit combination lock, but I'm not mm. sure how to get any numbers out of... Any of those aspects. No, I haven't seen anything no. much like that yet. One of the things that was mentioned in the poster was that some birds talk. I heard that there were parrots oh, before. Oh, yes, we... there's mimicry both of, like it said, the snakes do visual mimicry, but the birds do auditory mimicry. Are any of the birds going like, I sure do love, one, two, four. I sure do love, <laughs> one, two, four. Ah, that's the code. No. I've already made this joke in our bonus episodes, but that's all right. Yeah. You have already been educated enough to understand that dinosaur poster's first point was just telling you to look out for camouflaged things, <laughs> imitating, like snakes imitating wires, say. Has Matt been a bird this whole time? <laughs> I've been working on my poses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, there's, so there's no, there's no mimicky bird song that we're hearing. No, but that said, what else did the poster say? 
Um, it said this that, that they can be scared of, of like gun sounds. Can I make a gun sound by clanging my bin with a shovel? Well, I was hoping you'd use your mouth, but sure, oh. you can do that. Well, I think a, 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 a bin clang is better than me going pew pew pew. <laughs> Guns, not lasers. <laughs> oh, this is set in the future. I don't, oh, I don't think oh, we set yes, that up yet. Oh, I see. Everyone's got lasers. Hmm. All right. Well, this indigo snake, it was only up there because it was a nice warm spot and it was imitating another wire that, hmm. for all it knew, was another snake. You knocked down that other wire, which got a bit confused. Maybe now, it should drop down as well. Now it's covered in lizards. Well, now it's hearing gun noises and that makes it panic. It hates that. This is the last straw for it. So... It drops to the ground. You leap back, making sure it doesn't land on you. But this indigo python seems pretty unharmed and now not too agitated. It lands and it slithers back into the reptile house. It might be missing its home. You follow it in, you corral it into its exhibit, and you slam the door shut behind it. Then you head back outside because you're pretty sure you spotted something else fall down with the snake. Bunch besides of a bunch of lizards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bunch of lizards, which are now just running around with no idea what to do with themselves. They're looking for warmth and they can't find it. But you search among the leaf litter for a while and there, there's a scrap of paper. It says, turtles, ext, tan key. Oh, nice. You have key. Do I have a tan key? You have a tan key on your bunch of keys. But unfortunately, if you recall, the exterior turtle's door was jammed. Does the key help anyway if I turn it? It can barely get in. Oh, no. Something has been messed up bad inside that lock. So you have the key to get Matt out, but he needs to be the one to use it. Oh. Um, oh but mm. but so the doggy door is shut doggy as well. What's, how is the doggy door locked? Uh, it probably needs a key as well. Oh, no. Gosh. Okay. So many keys. How do I get this key into the cage? Because not even we can't even train a turtle to come and get it because they're doggy door locked. Mm. No, so I've been doing all this training just for... For nothing. Yeah, it's like... Well, I mean, the children of Mysaurus were probably going to come back and break you out and then you'd catch them off guard. Of course, with my with my Angry highly turtles. trained, uh, uh, possibly martial arts turtles I of mean, some sort. This is how snapping no, turtles no, no are No trademark created, infringement. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> the preteen, <laughs> unmutated <Kung> samurai, <laughs> yeah, samurai turtles. Tortoises. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so. Okay, so we have an angry angry snake in the middle. We also have the... Is it time to see whether you can do something with the with black... The black have, have you actually had a look to see whether there's anything in the snake enclosures that were... No, I haven't. Is there anything else in the snake enclosures? I believe they were unexciting. I believe they were unexciting. I see. Maybe I should... Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to falcon my hand and try and grab a snake. Well, you have... You could you could also use the rake and the shovel to poke oh. inside there too. Yeah, what if I before... poke the black mamba with a sna- with a Ooh. shovel handle? It just gives you such a deadly glare. You know it's reading your mind. It backs uh. away from the shovel and just gives you the nastiest hiss. What do black mambas like to eat? Geckos? Rodents. Rodents. Okay. Okay. I don't have any rats to lure it out. Oh, unless no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm stuck. Where, are we, where am I going? Well, what about the other snake? Well, okay. the other snake is this American copperhead. Yeah, and you can't do much to it because you're just a lowly human. But you know that you've got lizards that want to 
deal oh, with the, it. Yeah, they hate snakes. So how do I get those lizards back? Oh, no, because the birds were yeah. fighting the lizards. So if we can find a way to scare off the birds, so is there another way to... stop the birds attacking Well, the birds like the fruit, but do I still have fruit to distract the birds? No, they've eaten the fruit. Okay. How do I stop birds attacking lizards so they can attack a snake? Was there anything on the poster about what was... If if birds are fearful of anything as well? No, just again, usual. They don't like humans too much. Scared of their guns. Can I distract the birds? By trying to steal their nest? You aren't significant enough to distract all the birds. <laughs> how, what are we going to do? How do we stop birds? Oh, the feathers. We've got bird feathers, but they're not going to help, are they? Unless I cover myself in feathers and go, oh, I'm a bird. Oh, you are a giant bird. I'm a bird. Yes. Ooh, I now, cover what, good would that, what good is that going to do, covering um, yourself with feathers? Birds would be like, oh, wow, look at that cool bird. Uh-huh. He, he seems like a nice guy. Uh-huh. And then, I, then I'd uh, go and dance in the corner. Uh-huh. Birds would come and hang out with me. That seems like a stickling point. Yeah, I, I would the... debate that the birds would do that. <laughs> you would be the alpha bird. You'd yeah, be, be the you alpha know. bird. Yes, I'd be the big bird. Well, they might respect <laughs> they might respect you slightly more, but they're not going to follow you into a corner. Teach them about the letter K. They, <laughs> they like their trees. I'll take a tree with me. Can I pretend to be a tree? You can do your best. <laughs> oh, look, I'm just trying to... So I'm just spitballing here, right? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, is the the wire which is dropped to the ground, has that is that completely detached? Or is that something that we can... It's sort of detached at one end and just became sort of... Do you have a wire plan? No, I was just thinking you could swing through the trees like <laughs> George of the Jungle or Tarzan. Again, anything which is distracting. Because we haven't got anything which is attractive to birds if there's no more fruit, right? Mm. Um, the birds may not be what to focus on. It may be the lizards. Are the lizards going to... But can we... Oh. The lizards were sticky, weren't they? They were. What if I throw feathers at the lizards? And then the birds will be like, those are just weird, ugly birds. So if you want to go back and turn on the rock, you can get the lizards into one place, cover yes. them with feathers. Tar then, them, feather them. Yes. And then you have a bunch of feathered lizards, yeah. which you can then set loose back upon the world. Uh, I think that's a great plan. I go in, I turn on the heat rock. As if they can sense it, the sticky lizards start trickling back in and getting <laughs> back towards the best heat source. Oh, okay. Now we've got sticky lizards. I grab all the feathers and I feather those lizards. I, th- I just chuck them in there. I fill the bin with feathers and I just... Hum, Throw it. All right. You manage it and the feathers do indeed stick <laughs> all over these lizards. <laughs> and sorry, did you say that you turned the rock off again? Not yet. Yeah. I go back in and I say, Matt, give me a countdown. <laughs> On one, I'm going to turn this off. And two, one. Ah, I turn it. I flick it. All right. So now covered in feathers, the sticky lizards leap out of their enclosure they race outside, again, searching for more food or warmth. They remember that copperhead was there, and they're a bit wary of the birds, but they decide to give it another chance. They scuttle up the tree where the copperhead's curled up, and they start attacking it, and no birds interfere this time. The lizards are stressing the copperhead out so much that before they can get a good bite on it, it just drops out of the tree and races back into the reptile house as well. These snakes aren't idiots. They know where they're safest. Okay. So you follow as do a few of the feathery lizards, but you manage to get it back into its enclosure before they can really damage it. 
And the lizards, with no prey, they start scuttling around looking for warmth again. I can get them back in their container now, right? Probably. They've, Heat they've... on. Heat rock, they go back in. Close the door, and lock it. you're still going to have to explain why you've now got weird baby dinosaurs. No, no, no. With no. feathers all over I get, them. I get the marker out of my pocket and I uh, <laughs> go to the enclosure and I just put the word feathered on top. So now they're feathered poison lizards. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, right. none the wiser. So who's going to know? This is evolution at work. If you go to the zoo and you see some feathered lizards, and you're not going to be like, oh, excuse me, lizards don't have feathers, you're going to learn something new about <laughs> lizards. Well, as you recall, it was sitting in a little bit of a crook in that tree. Yes, yes it was. What's in the what's in the squirrel hole? You take a look, and hey, there's a small scrap of paper stuck in here. You grab it, and it reads, Cooler, N-O dot, snakes bins frogs. Okay, so... Number, snakes, bins, cool. frogs. Well, we so know how many snakes there are. Three snakes. Three snakes. Two bins. Two bins. I haven't seen a frog. No. Unless you've adjusted Unless... another sign to say frogs, crossed, <laughs> crossed out the sign and said or frogs. Or maybe there are just no frogs. So zero. So the question is, all right, I'll put in this code. If it doesn't work, we got to go frog hunting. Yep. But let's give it a shot. I put in... Three, two, zero. The lock opens. Frogs are amphibians. What would they be doing here? Oh, they could be birds and reptiles, but no amphibians. You open this cooler and oh, it contains half a dozen frozen dead rats. <gasps> frozen dead rats? Don't you, don't you look bad, sad about that? That's great. Mambas love frozen dead rats. Excellent. Sorry, what do? Mambas? Oh, cool. Sounds like you said something slightly more gibberish. Mambas. Mambas. <laughs> You've been binned by the member already. The, the, <laughs> no. the poison's taking effect. <laughs> um, okay, rats. Shall I get the member out? Uh, how many rats do you have in this cooler? I've got half a dozen. Half a dozen. You lay a trail back to its enclosure. Of, yeah. Of, of okay. Rats. I put one rat in the enclosure, and then the remaining, f- and then four rats evenly spaced between the enclosure and the rock, and then with a final rat, put it. Just outside the hole. Yeah, right. I'll allow it. (laughs) As GM, I will adjust. Look, the mamba seems pretty hypnotized by these rats that you're dangling just out of its reach. So with the glove to keep your arms safe, you lay down a bit of a trail for it and it just darts out for one of them and then darts forward for the next. You can barely keep up, so you're really glad that you've got this glove on. Oh, yeah. So faster than you've ever moved before you follow it sort of staying back jumping back but also following the snake back to the reptile house and it eventually leaps up like uh, some sort of magic kangaroo snake into its exhibit and you slam the door shut behind it i've got a feeling that glove wouldn't have really done the business by itself Uh, i slammed the door behind it it curls up pretty happily still with a rat in its mouth lovely Okay, we can now check out the rocks. You heave a bit of a sigh now, but you've gotten all the snakes back where they belong, which is a relief. And now that you're looking at them all, you can't help but notice that they're curling up in rather interesting ways. Ways that don't look entirely natural, and you wonder if they've been trained. Ooh, can snakes, snakes be trained? Yes. You swear <laughs> the black mamba has contorted itself into a perfect four shape while it eats its rat. And the copperhead looks just like the letter P, 
And the indigo snake, the record-breakingly long one, looks like a five and an L stuck together. Oh, no. So for the last couple episodes, I've been finding scraps. I just say this casually at the zookeeper's door while he's still locked inside. I just lean on and I say, well, last couple of events in my life, I've been finding scraps of this strange meta puzzle. P something, L something. It's some strange code to do with the children of Mysaris. Uh, they're a cult that's uh, taken over the town. It's a, it's a long story. Um, yeah, so I found a code earlier that said P3L9. I found another one in this creepy demon world. Uh, it was a long story. It was great. Uh, which was P2L5. And my final one here seems to be P4L5. You've sunk my battleship. Or P5L4. <laughs> going, going left to right. Now, I don't know... If this is going to be this, one, I don't think this will be relevant to the end. But they're creepy. They're creepy meta puzzle calling signs of our of our children of Mysaris friends. In the meanwhile, we still got to break you out of here. Yeah, I was going to say mm. that's a that's a that's a great story. Um, <laughs> let me let me. I'll, I'll just listen to it and relax in my turtle enclosure. Yeah, look, I just thought I'd break you know. It's not important. You'll fall into apathy as soon as you've left anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't, is, don't leave town. Is, is there a dome in here? It's like, psh, oh. Um, okay, 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 okay. So, 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 so. Reach into the rocks, right, where the Black Mamba was? Yep, that was the last inaccessible place. I reach into the rocks where the Black Mamba was. You head back outside and you take a closer look at those rocks and you now see that the Black Mamba was indeed resting on top of something. Another scrap of paper. Nice. And this one, what do you reckon it says? I think it says... Turtle int slash ext. Purple key. Ah, you're so close. Turtles int to ext door. Gold key. Do I have a gold key? You do indeed in your collection find a gold key. Um, I rush over. I say, I found the key, Matt. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) You don't seem thrilled enough. Yeah. uh, uh, Finding the key is great. Could you open the door? (laughs) Okay. Could you open the door, please? Now, before I do, Mm -hmm. no, I've got nothing I want from you. You're a poor zookeeper. (laughs) Yeah. I make more than you in, I make more than you make in a year in 11 months and 30 days. How about I trade you one of my amazingly trained turtles? Oh, done. Done. I open the int to ext door with the golden key, and then I throw him the tan key. Matt, with amazing reflexive ability, you catch the low-flying key. Awesome. You head back to the glass door, keeping you trapped, and you're going to unlock it? Yes. You do so, and at last you're free. And the key to let you out of the aviary is right in your pocket. I stop, I put put a hand out, and I say, oh, oh, turtle. Oh, oh, yes, yes, here, uh, here you go. No uh, no, re- no refunds. All right, I take the turtle. I put it in my jacket pocket. Mm, the killer turtle starts chomping <laughs> at your pocket material. I throw it down. <laughs> I throw this turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I drop the turtle. I put it back very gently. Let's go. Let's get out of here. All right, let's, let's, let's uh, try this key that I have in my pocket this entire time and use it on the door all too easily you swing open the avery door and you walk out you walk out of the entire zoo bill you want to go a bit faster but matt eh, you don't quite feel the urgency i mean the snakes are back in their displays what's the problem stop being so apathetic (laughs) seems like it's spreading yeah it's not just coming from the actual dome itself anymore yeah oh no well since you're going kind of slowly you might as well have a chat along the way Bill, you ask Matt if these P and L number codes mean anything to Do these him. Does P and L number codes mean anything to you? 
I don't know. No, I haven't really can't really think of anything. Mm. Mm. So instead, Bill, you ask exactly what the children of Mysaris asked of Matt before locking him up. Exactly what did the children of Mysaris ask of you before locking you up? Well, you launch into a very detailed technical explanation, much too complicated for our simple ears. (laughs) But the bare bones of it is about what you'd expect. You know about caging and animal care. How you can make sure animals can't escape, what size cage is best for the animals, what species can go in the same cage and what definitely needs to be kept apart, that sort of thing. So they asked Captain Green about navigation and knot tying, could be for locating something, tying up hostages. Yeah. They asked Jamie Wilson about demons, I mean, they might be trying to summon one, so fair enough. And now they're asking about caging different animals together in a small space. Mm. I mean, if a small space means Peter's point and caging means weird barrier, they you really hope that you don't have to find out what the different animals are going to be. Are we a human zoo? <laughs> are we a human zoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>